Hello and welcome to Dream It, Dare It, Do It, Live the Life You Want. I'm Jasmine, your host, and you know me, I'm just going to talk about, you know, living like you want. <laughs> and today I have uh, Sandra Koenig, right? That's how you pronounce it? I say it Koenig, but I grew up in the Midwest. I think it's a Midwestern pronunciation. Okay, Koenig. Hi, Sandra. How are you? I'm great. Happy to be here. Sandra, people, I've met her during Super Coach Academy. She is a mentor coach during the, for all these people that are looking to become transformative coaches. So that's how I met her. How long have you been doing that with, uh, with Michael, Sandra? Um, about five years, I think. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. I went through the Academy twice. And then after I I'd done the advanced track. He asked me to mentor. Okay, nice. Which I was, I was surprised how much I loved doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that what you do in life? Uh, you're a, you're a coach. I am a coach. That's how I, you know, that's my profession. And yeah. um, I do some mentoring. People do hire me to mentor them outside the Academy, but mostly I'm coaching people who are involved in business some way, either running their own business or um, are leaders inside companies. I do a fair amount of that also. Okay. okay. And then I also do this unusual thing called brand coaching because I have a background yes. in design and branding. Uh, and I created my own thing that I also do. I help people create the foundation for their business. Yeah, that offering. Yes, I I did take your um, your boot camp. No, yeah, it was a boot camp, right? That's yeah, I have a free brand boot camp. I yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, if you guys are interested, Sandra, she runs these boot camps, and then she has these great programs, and um, it has helped me see what I like inside. You know how I want to brand myself as a as a coach. So if you're interested, we're going to be putting links in the descriptions uh, uh, with her website and all that good information. Um, what I, why I've invited um, Sandra is because, as you guys know, I love talking about creating the life we want and, and living it. And um, Sandra is very creative, as you can see with her back wall. Um, <laughs> she's also a painter. I am a painter and these are my paintings or some of my paintings. And she's a writer. I'm a writer and in, in different periods in my life, I've also performed as a dancer and done some singing. And uh, in my earlier life, I even, I have a degree in psychology. I trained as an expressive arts therapist. Nice. And I used to do some of that work, moving people through different art forms. It's really fun. So, you, do you work with like the essence? Like, are you like, in my opinion, like art is like, is all about our true essence, like connecting to the true essence of who we are and then mm -hmm. letting it flow. Mm -hmm. So you get to, to access that in your, in your work and then in coaching people. 
Yeah, well, definitely when coaching. I mean, I feel like my best coaching, I don't even know if I'd say it's accessing my true self. You're just, it's almost, it feels like I step out of the way and there's room for the truth. It has nothing to do with the, the small idea of Sandra. And it's the same with painting. I feel like at its best, I step out of the way and something much bigger moves me. And it's the same with writing. It's all the same. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, like the, the question that showed up to me, like, the, the question that showed up is, how do you get out of the way? I've, I've had that experience, obviously. Um, I, I think it's just showing up. Sometimes, sometimes there's more what some would call flow. That's what I'm really referring to. And sometimes there's not. Sometimes I'm more in my head and like I, my paintings have been shifting lately and whenever uh, they shift, I seem to have a lot more thinking. It doesn't mean anything's wrong. I'm just aware there's more internal dialogue about not liking what's happening because it's new and it's different. Mm. So and I think in some ways they reflect, they reflect some things that are going on in my writing. They're like, they're darker, they're black. And, and some of my writing has been very dark also lately. And it's just surprising what wants to come through if we don't, if we don't hold it back or judge it, then just let it. Hmm. It's so funny because I've been having a conversation with a friend of mine who's a writer. And like, I've, I've never coached, um, you know, with respects to, to writing, you know, to, I, I, it's not like, that's what I do. I have no knowledge of writing or how it's done. I just know, oh, this sounded good. And this didn't sound, <laughs> this didn't sound good. Um, but the more that I'm in, into this conversation, the more I'm starting to see that, like, I, there's like distinctions that are showing up for me. It's kind of like when I'm reading something, I kind of it's not just, oh, that sounded good and this didn't sound good. It was kind of like, oh, that felt like flow. And that mm. felt like, that felt heady. That, like, that, that felt like controlled. Hmm. Are you talking about your own writing? No, I was reading her writing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was uh, like, she was asking me to read her writing and I was reading her yeah. writing and I could see... Yeah. I could literally see, oh, that's, that really felt like, wow, that just flew by. But now that you said, are you talking about your writing? I can see that for myself too. I can see like when I'm writing something, sometimes it just comes out, it just pours, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just typing away, typing away, typing away. And then it, it looks great. And then other times, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be writing and it's going to be like a uh, word. <laughs> word <laughs> you know how they're just weird I think, I think to be creative you have to be willing to let it be bad yeah because it's it's never actually bad it's just that we we have like I certainly notice as soon as I step outside my comfort zone my mind gets kicked up 
And, and that's the nature of creativity. If you're going to create something that hasn't existed before, it is going to be outside some box you've created for yourself. It's very interesting because I, you know, just, just being in this conversation with, with you makes me realize how that's what I've done with my podcast. You know, like I really had no idea what I was going to talk about. I mean, and I think that you've experienced this, but once I get into the flow of it and like, I get to, to start, I dare, you know, like I had a, before you, I was, I was with Win, you know, and I could inside the conversation, I could see myself, you know, trying to control, okay, I'm going to go talk about this. And I'm in my head, I'm talking with him, but I'm in my head, I'm going to try to go talk to him about that. Oh, now that was bad. Don't do this. Don't do that. Okay, come back. And then I just kind of like noticed that I was doing that. And I just brought myself back to the moment. And then the conversation just flowed very easily. And we went to beautiful places together. Nice. Right. So I, I dared to look bad, <laughs> you know, or to, to, I dared that some episodes look <laughs> and others are just like, wow. But the more that I do it, the, the, the more I get at ease with, mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. it's beautiful I had I just hadn't seen it like like well and I love that you're having that insight now you know while we're talking because that's that's everything seeing something new is everything yeah that's you know that's what I love of dream it there do it it's kind of like dream dare like think of something dare to do it and do it and then learn from it and then do it again (laughs) you know but the more that we do things the more we get comfortable with the the thinking that comes along with the actions you know like anything that we do that we're not used to doing generates like new thought new emotions new feelings and oh so funny what's coming up now it's like if we're afraid of these new emotions if we're afraid of the new experience we're going to stop ourselves yeah, and that's all. That's what people do all the time. They, you know, we live inside the feeling created by our thinking. And if we think this isn't safe, or I can't, I can't create something that's not beautiful or perfect or whatever the internal rules are, we stop ourselves because there's just there's no creation if there's no permission to fail. Mm. I love it. There is no creation if there's no permission to fail. Every time I start a painting, I feel like I have to just give myself permission for it to just be awful. Because then anything I think about, it doesn't matter. 
And it never does anyway. Thinking is 99% bullshit. I'm allowed to curse on your podcast. You know, yeah, you are. Um, and it's and it's often just the voice inside of us that wants to keep us safe. It's not, it doesn't have anything to do with reality. Have you, have you ever noticed uh, a relation or link between how you create your paintings and how you create your life? Sure. I mean, I feel like I live my life very intuitively, letting something guide me. And it doesn't need to look linear or make sense. And that's true of my whole life, but I've always been like that. I have not lived a traditional life in any way. And I think that my paintings are the same. Like, um, I have always been a big fan of abstract art and I have many people in my life who really don't like that I paint abstractly, but it doesn't matter <laughs> to me. It's what I wanna do. It's what I want to do, and it's what I love. I mean, I also have many friends who really like what I create. It's nice to have fans. Yeah. Uh, but, but love and support means a lot to me. Mm. Because I also, like, I went through design school. I can draw completely accurately. I have those skills. They, they uh, made sure of that all those years ago when I was in school, but I don't find that interesting and I don't find it expressive. It feels more like a skill than a creative expression. Mm. Yeah, I guess, I, I, guess, I guess it is a skill because I can't draw for shit. <laughs> but if you spent, you know, the school I went through was five years and if you drew every day for a couple hours for five years, you would you would grow some expertise yeah yeah i get that with i get that with um you know my computers and I, before, off camera we were talking about my singing i remember when i was singing you know um when i started doing my open mic nights you know the people the younger girls from you know, that were sitting in the room and that were looking at me sing would come to see me after and go, oh, I can't wait to sing like you, you know, or <laughs> I wish I could, I could sing like you. And I'd be like, you know, like, it's like hours and hours of practice. And, and it's just, it's, it, it is a skill. I'm not like singing is a skill. Well, and you also develop your vocal cords. You develop yeah. your instrument yeah. during practice. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like, it's not like I, I, you know, the first time they gave me a mic, it was like, how do I use this thing? You know, <laughs> it was like, you know, it's the experience that that comes in, right? But once the, the tool, once the, once the skill is developed, then after that, using the skill to express yourself, and what mm -hmm. it 
is kind of like what showed up. That's what I heard anyways, in what you were saying. It's like, I know how to draw, but what I really like to do is abstract stuff. That speaks yeah. to me. Well, and like, and I do think life is like painting. Like, like, are you willing to risk? Are you willing to really deeply listen and risk? Because I don't think that quiet voice wants us to grow. Oh yeah, I remember. And, and step outside of our comfort zone. Like that's where we feel alive. Yeah. That's where our aliveness is. That's where just all the magic is. I don't know what else to call it. Yeah. I remember when I quit my job, you know, I had a, I had this good job. You know, I was 26. I was a sales manager and I had this the salary, the, the, you know, the vacation, I had the, the title, had it all, you know, and I was like, can't do it, just can't do it no more. And it's like, it was, I didn't have anything and I quit. I was just like, no, I, I'm not going to do this. I got to find something that makes me come alive and makes me be like, I want to be Uh, I, the only word is alive, free, happy. It was kind of like doing what I wanted is what kind of came to me, you know? Mm -hmm. But man, I mean, after three months, it was like, the voice was like, you can't do this. Go back, <laughs> go back, you know? And I had to not listen to that, that voice and keep staying on that that path that I had started walking on. Mm -hmm. And I think every year, every year since I, I've wondered, maybe not, I'd have to say maybe not in the past five years, I've stopped having that conversation. But every year I would have the thought, what am I doing? I got to go back and get myself a job, you know? There's nothing wrong with taking care of yourself financially. Yeah. You know, I think that that often in the coaching world, we bump into the idea that it's all or nothing. And I'm often encouraging people to do what they need to do to have stability in their life financially while they grow their business. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that you should take a job or anything like that, but I think that we have to be kind ourselves on many levels and that can look like a lot of different things yeah and that can be created absolutely yeah yeah i've seen creation differently um in the past few years where I used to think that it was like, well, you were creative when you painted, you were creative when you were writing, you were creative. And then I had an epiphany because one day I was cooking and I was like, oh wait, I think I have tomatoes, hold on. And I left and I went to get tomatoes and I, I think I have wait, I have this thing I like that tastes good. Where is it? You know, and I started creating my meal and it was like really, really good. And I saw myself do it. 
And I was like, well, 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 look at that. I'm a creator. Like Mm -hmm. I'm creative. I've never seen it. You know, you think, oh, you have to be an artist to be a creator. No, no, no. And then I started seeing where I was creative. Mm. Oh, I'm creative with computers. I'm creative with this. I'm like, I could see everywhere that I was creative. And it wasn't the, the, typical I don't want to say typical but the 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 usual way you know like I would find work around like I was very good at creating work around stuff you know and I made that bad so I would never call it creative but seeing myself create my meal (laughs) made me see how I was creative in other ways Nice, nice. That's beautiful. And it's true, like the arts, people think to be creative, you have to be involved in the arts in some way. And it's not true. You can do anything. Mm. Like you're saying, you can do anything and be creative. Yeah. People are, you know, we're living through this incredible technological renaissance where there's so much creativity. In the world of technology, it's great. It's amazing to witness. Yeah. And to have been a small part of it at the beginning. Like when I was a young designer, I was there to witness the beginning of desktop computing and what that did for design. And then how it's just exponentially grown every 10 years. It's just, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. And that's just one aspect of our lives where we we're witnessing incredible creativity. Yeah, I'm creating things, you know, with softwares that are out there now. And I'm like, wow, I'm good. (laughs) Like whenever I thought, oh, I have to know how to draw. I just don't know how to draw. Like, you know, like I like I don't get the when I see somebody draw something that you look at it and you can almost touch it. Mm -hmm. You know, like it really amazes me. Like, how do they see all the different colors and you know how do they know that if they make this darker and this lighter it makes a I I, just like it blows my mind and now I'm doing kind of things that you know with my visuals and my you know if I'm looking at my Instagram page I'm, I'm doing all of that stuff and I'm just using parts of other things but that doesn't make me less creative. No, I mean, we all, it's our birthright. It's everybody's birthright to be, we're all creative. If if we just let ourselves express it and it comes out in such different ways and different people. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I just happen to be, I'm very visual, you know, like I've made my living in design, like, and so painting, I paint, and I've always been an image maker from the time I was very young. I, I am quite prolific in terms of the amount of imagery I create. Because <laughs> I, I, my mom tells the story of me drawing on, and my parents, my parents had a mid-century modern house that was beautiful. And there was this one big blank wall in the kitchen, and I would draw on it. And she, she tells the story of putting me in my room. I must have been two or three years old. 
because I had drawn on the walls and before the door was closed, I was drawing on the wall in there. <laughs> I was being punished, but I just, but I've always had this voracious image maker. Mm. Wow. You know, and I think that, that if, if we tune into some of those things that like some people and that it's just in my family that was never repressed. I was never told to stop drawing. But I think some people like the things we love to do somehow sometimes get repressed. And like, if we just give ourselves permission to do what we love. Yeah. Can be amazing and life changing just to have an outlet. I have friends who do it in gardening. Like there's just so many different ways. Yeah, it, it kind of like generates, um, like when you let yourself create, it generates something in you. It, it, it expands you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we're in touch with that larger intelligence. Mm. Like I think then when we're in touch with that larger intelligence, we're just in touch with the truth that we are that, we think we're separate from it and we think we're separate from one another, but we're just part of that. Mm. And there's something healing and quieting and just exquisite about those moments when we really know it and embody it. And it's completely impersonal, it's not about me being good or better it's just it's just that greater connection well then that was a nice conversation sandra <laughs> let me so let me ask you so you've coached many people you've talked to many people mm -hmm. if you had just like a little nugget of wisdom that you would like to leave someone that's listening to you right now. What would that be? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what's coming? What's coming? Just be yourself. Mm. Be yourself. I mean, there's nothing. Hey, I I love it. Okay. Well, thank you very much for accepting my offer. It was fun. Thank you for having me on your podcast. And uh, if people want to get in touch with you, how do, how do they do that? Um, you can email me. It's sk, my initials, at sandrakanig.com. Okay. And... Um, I'm redoing my website at the moment, but the, the old one is still there. Okay. <laughs> That's probably the easiest way. Email I'll, me. I'll, I'll, put it, I'll put everything in the description and then people can get in touch with you. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thank you very much, everyone. I'm going to uh, continue the podcast with a segment from... Um, Amy Crippen. We're talking about snacks. And uh, I think she's talking about creativity and snacks. <laughs> so I believe it's going to flow. 
And uh, until then, I'm going to tell you guys to uh, dream it, dare it, do it, live the life you want. Have fun. Bye. Hello, everyone. We're back for another segment of Eat What You Want. And today I'm so happy because uh, finally I'm going to get some clarification on snacks. So, Amy, what you were saying was we should eat chips, Doritos and all of that good stuff. Those are good snacks, right? (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing inherently wrong with eating them like like you know I like chips if I go to a party I'm gonna put them on my plate but I like to put other things on the plate too (laughs) and this is actually like a very big requested um, thing that I get from uh, my clients they always ask me like what should I eat for a snack and um, I find that having snacks readily available for for you when you're like leaving you know, when you're going somewhere, I love to grab like an apple or nuts or a banana, just like something I can just literally grab and go, right? Like I don't really need to do anything to it. And that really helps me while I'm out. If I get famished while I'm out, you know, to maybe like prevent me from stopping to get like a sandwich or a fast food thing, you know, and I can wait until I get home. It'll just hold me over. Um, but I, I like to kind of make snacks look special and fun. And I like to take a little break from work away from my computer. Okay. <laughs> do you eat in front of the computer? I do too. Sometimes I'm not going to say that well, I never do. <laughs> I very rarely eat in front of the computer, but what that says is that I don't eat, which is not better. I hear mm-hmm. like I, I don't snack. Because I'm like, when I sit in front of the computer, if I get into a bulb, you know, a, a bubble of inspiration, I'm going to be like on it. Like I could be there from two to eight and I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. And I haven't eaten or drank. Yeah. Yeah. I That's- hear you. I've been there too. Yeah. And, and snacks are a great way to actually boost productivity. Like our brain sucks up a lot of energy so even though we're sitting here like do it like brain power our brain absorbs a lot of energy from our body even if we're not moving our body um so I just really love personally I love like I like to keep like rice cakes or toast you know like on on hand I'll like to do like peanut butter toast and I like to make it a little fancy I'll put like sliced bananas and seeds and coconut and honey and just make it look like fun <laughs> you know an appetizing I've seen, your, I've seen your plates and I'm like what the heck does she put on these things <laughs> like the the other day you sent me a picture of a toast and then you had an egg and you I think it was hot sauce could it be hot sauce yeah I I think this is very good I like I like, like, I'm a very flavorful palate, you know, so it's uh, actually peanut butter and raspberry with a fried egg and sriracha on top. So it's a little like sweet and yes, it's good. I know it doesn't sound good, but you should try it. (laughs) And it's like sweet and hot and, and like savory at the same time. (laughs) Pandemic is over. I'm going to come over and you're going to make me taste all of these things. Well, you'd asked me something, which I, which I thought when I sent you that picture. So I actually ate before that, 
like I had a yogurt and I had some um, nuts and stuff before that. I, I use frozen fruit in my yogurt and just plain yogurt because it's easy to keep frozen fruit is like a great thing to keep on hand because yeah. you don't have to wash it. You don't have to cut it. It's like prepared and it's always in your freezer, you know, so you can just like pick it out. You can put them in smoothies, you know, yeah. um, sometimes I'll make a smoothie like when I have a sweet tooth because it, it is sweet and I get like my vegetables in you know um how do you get your vegetables in a smoothie this is my fruits and vegetables I put I put vegetables in it too this just goes <laughs> to show you the extent of my knowledge on this thing smoothie yeah. smoothies sugary and then you put your vegetable in hmm? yeah you can put like um zucchini in a smoothie it's a lot like a banana like a texture of a banana but you're gonna put fruit in it too so it like sweetens it up you know um so, or you can put like spinach or kale and you're going to put the amount that like is good for you. Some people might put more, you know, you're going to make it flavor it the way you like it. You know, it's so funny. you can add some natural. Go ahead. Go ahead. What's that? I, I, you... I was going to say, you can, <laughs> you can add some like natural sweeteners to it. So you can add like honey or maple syrup or juice, you know, it just kind of like depends. You can add a protein like peanut butter or chia seeds or uh, Greek yogurt and you really just make it the way you like, you know, you can make it taste like a pina colada. You could put rum in it too if you wanted. I've done that before and made them. I'm like, this is my smoothie after work smoothie. (laughs) Was it after work though? Was it? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> so you like to be creative basically with your snacks. I also like them to be easy. Like it really doesn't take when, when the stuff is already frozen and chopped and in my freezer, it really doesn't take that much effort for me to like put it in a blender and just blend it up. You know? So when, cause I interrupted your flow, but when you sent, you sent me the toast and the egg, it's because you were still hungry. Yeah, I was still hungry. I was like, I can either go back to work and I'm like, I'm just going to eat now. <laughs> like, like, I'm just, I'm going to eat more. So I made that, but I wanted to eat chips. Chips came in my head and I was like, you really don't want chips. You just kind of like, they're just kind of there and you saw them and you're like, oh, chips are fast. That's why I wanted them. And I was like, that really didn't take that much time. Like to fry an egg took like four minutes some toast yeah there's definitely a um a factor of quick like making it quick and easy you know and I think that a lot of the times the the chocolate bars and the chips win because of that fact and one of the things that I remember getting as it as um as um I only have the French word in my head as a advice. I'm going to use advice. It wasn't really advice, but a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody said was just don't let yourself get starving. You know, like don't, mm-hmm. don't let yourself come to the point where you're starving and all you need, like you just don't want to cook. The first thing you're going to grab is, is chips or a chocolate bar you know so I've been you know I've been pretty mindful of that um and so I don't 
necessarily i'm like i was gonna say i don't have chips in my house and then i lowered my eyes and there's a bag of chips right there (laughs) (laughs) so um i rarely (laughs) chips in my house uh and they i've actually realized noticed that they make they leave a bad taste at the bottom of my in the back of my throat you know like i stay with an aftertaste um and so that when I notice this kind of things, you know, I just don't like having them anymore. Yeah. 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 And you know, it's, it's interesting. Like I said, when we, when we actually pay attention to how it makes us feel, there's kind of this natural inner guidance that kind of pops in, in those moments. And it's kind of like, you know, what else is on offer in the house? And the thing when you sent me, when you sent me that picture, it's funny because that day I had hard boiled eggs mm-hmm. um, and it was kind of like, I didn't have anything to eat like for, for lunch. I didn't have anything for lunch. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to order, you know, some chicken and fries or something like that. And I kind of like had the, I don't want to, you know, I had the, I don't feel like it. And I was like, what else could I eat? And then, and then I, I boiled the hard boiled eggs and they, you know, and I had a cheese, so I had cheese and I had nuts. So I had nuts, cheese and two eggs. And, um, and, and I see, I saw after that, how I was um, like that had fed me, you know, I didn't feel hungry after it, but I also know that that was boring for me. <laughs> that's and, why you got to put some peanut butter and raspberry jelly. Well, that's that. why I wanted to talk to you. Because <laughs> I was like, when you sent that picture and I saw the hot sauce, like I'm not a big hot sauce girl, but, and, and I know that you can do that. Eggs are super versatile, mm-hmm. but like, you know, I eat eggs two ways, hard boiled and over easy with salt. That's it. That's what I do. And I'm like, I need to be more creative with that. Like eggs and, and hot sauce, really? Like that's good. I'm just like surprised. So I'm going to be playing with eggs. I got yeah. myself some eggs this week. So I'm going to see. I've never. I'll send you some recipes. <laughs> I've never had an omelet in my life. What? Never. I love omelets. You're going to make it? They're a little tricky to make. I'm going to start with um, eggs and hot sauce. I'm going to try that. (laughs) I'm going to do that part. Mm -hmm. I'll try that. That sounds good. Yeah, I'll send you some recipes. I got some stuff for eggs. My husband's gotten really into making eggs, scrambled eggs. His, you know, Gordon Ramsay is the chef. Yeah. So he has a very specific way to make eggs and you're like, I'm not going to go through the way, <laughs> but, but it's very meditative. And my husband's okay. really gotten into this. And we realized we've literally been burning the shit out of our scrambled eggs for years, not cooking them right. <laughs> like, really? You know, after we started cooking them Gordon Ramsay's way, we're like, these scrambled eggs are delicious. <laughs> okay. Well, that's another thing. I'll try scrambled eggs another time Mm -hmm. but I remember going to um and we're kind of like 
going on a tangent here, but I remember <laughs> going to a sugar shack. You know, like, do you have sugar shacks in the States? No. No? You know, a sugar shack is a, is a place where they make the maple syrup. But okay. They parties and they have ham and they have, um, you know, they, they have the typical sugar shack meals. And so they're going to have uh, bacon with, they're called, uh, I don't even know what they're called in English, but it's like, it's a fat, it's a chicken fat, like fried chicken fat of some sort. I don't eat it. Um, and, and they do eggs and they do onions and they had pickled onions. I went there once ate the pickles onions and I'm like still craving the pickled onions but red onions are good right yeah red onions are good pickled maybe not I love pickled stuff yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. okay okay so sorry I was just getting my my information here well thank you uh so everybody that was a, a little bit of a snack conversation but we're gonna have some more I'm sure we've got more episodes coming Thank you very much for uh, being there, Amy, and um, keep up, keep up doing what you're doing. All right. Thank you.